Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, Richie Rude. Well, I'll tell you something, Bulldozer. I am impressed. I mean, I can't come out here and I can't squash an apple with my bare hands. It does show that you do have a lot of power, and you are a man to be respected. But, you know, I tell you, I can't come out here and I can't crush an apple, but there's one thing I can do, and that's get step into the ring and fight as hard as I know how to do and do the best job that I know how to do. And tonight, we're going to search for the next. WWE Diva. Now to vote for these beautiful young ladies, you have to vote. Go to, to <laughs> go to uh, go to uh, WWE. Dial eight six nine four six and vote for your you, favorite Diva Search contestant and text message your favorite Diva Search girl. And starting this moment from now, from this. Moment on. This will be the moment starting now of the genesis of McGillicuddy. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me at this time Brock Lesnar, Curtis Axel, and Paul Heyman. I just wanted to get your comments on what just transpired out in the ring there between your two clients and your former best friend, CM Punk. That's the best of the best of the best of the best of the best that this world has to offer. I'm the beast and the best in the world. Paul, say something stupid. You say your name is Finley and you love to fight. I say your name is Finley and you're a bastard. Wow! Can't say that. So you're the man that rules the world. They call me the Shockmaster. You've ruled the world long enough, Sid Vicious. Get ready. Come on, you want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? Come and get me. Come after me, Sid. I'm ready. Along with Davy Boy, Sting, and Dusty Rhodes, we'll see you at the Fall Brawl at the War Games. Until then. <laughs> this is WrestleCast Radio with your hosts, Ryan Cook and Alex Mello. It is Cook because he's pulling his best Bushida in time, slitting back to America, uh, spending his final hours in Japan. It is I, though, Alex Mello. Welcome, everybody, to another episode, episode 105 to be exact of Cats Radio, of course. Uh, my partner in crime, my original guru, the, uh, the thing about last week, um, uh, where he was guru number one, Ryan guru number two. Hopefully, I am a guru for... Uh, wrestling fans uh, in the audience there, but my favorite, Big Daddy Ritter, Dave, how you doing, sir? 
I am doing well. It is always a pleasure to hear your voice. Glad to be back on the show. We survived some technical difficulties earlier. We, re- yeah, we survived that was wild. Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, we survived Wrestle Kingdom weekend <clears throat> and New Year's Dash right after. And we lived to tell the tale. We did. We also lived to tell, tell the tale that Yoshi cut his hair and it still did nothing for him. Uh, no. <laughs> but Dave will get into that uh, since he did watch New Year's Dash. Um, as much as I was looking forward to it, uh, I unfortunately got hit with a nasty sickness, if you can't tell. Um, over the last couple of days, uh, last four days is just me on a couch where I was like, I've watched so much. By the time Saturday was done, I, I did not have uh, the energy to uh, witness Yoshihashi. Ooh, well, I can, us I can, <laughs> yeah, I can let you know what you missed was definitely uh, uh, something. A stinker? Oh, uh, maybe she has a boyfriend. <laughs> but that's a little uh, throwback. <laughs> Go see Ghost World. Great movie. Um, also, uh, just to uh, let everybody know, um, it is a wonderful day because I totally, totally forgot because it is. I believe the 24th anniversary, Dave, um, of, of a, like what I like to call, um, I don't know, 2019 AY. 20. Four years oh. ago, man. My God. Where do you did remember you where you live? were? Where were you? I did not. I, I have no idea. <laughs> Was was Ben Ritter going ham and saying what is this and and just like throwing the uh, TV yeah, out he, the, uh, the the heavy tube TV out of the window? He, he was uh, he was probably doing uh, ping pong motions to himself, practicing his <laughs> forehand and backhand, and then saw a very confusing finish, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> one of the weirdest things to ever happen. I think. I mean, does that count? A lot of gyrating as a three. As a three-way? It was like a three-way, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, what's the better mummy uh, representation? Um, the Yeti uh, from, from 20, 24 years ago. That's crazy. Or uh, the, the latest incarnation starring Tom Cruise in a very wasted uh, uh, Nick from New Girl. Jake Johnson. That's oh, Jake Johnson, Chicago's own. Uh, you know, I didn't see that mummy. I'm partial to the brand oh, new Ranger, Rachel Weisz. <laughs> but I got to say, it is hard to top the Yeti, the Yeti. <laughs> wow. Uh, we, we should definitely do, uh, when we come up to October 8th, where were you when Ron Reese uh, <laughs> decided to uh, hold the hands with one uh, Paul White? against the immortal one there. But uh, speaking of immortal, it was the immortal showcase of, uh, of wrestling. It's no longer in, in the uh, early spring season, Dave. It seems to uh, be January 4th, um, Russell Kingdom come and gone. Uh, some interesting, I would say, kind of feed, uh, you know, kind of on the event. Um, I did watch it pseudo live. Um, I, I will say, though, I was very surprised. I... Um, kind of took a nap after we did uh, um, kind of our show here, and I literally woke up and yelled, for some reason, I don't know if it was due to the holidays, but I did the whole Home Alone thing. I was like, Kevin! And quickly <laughs> sprouted up, and I was 
was my phone. I didn't hear my alarm, and it was like 3.07 uh, Central Standard Time. So I got I turned it on actually right during the, the Bucks match. Um, but for the first time, well, I guess in the same rhythm, uh, you know, I kind of got my sleep in and, and got to watch um, the rest of, I would say, a pretty, pretty damn swell show online, though. I don't know, but uh, we'll kind of discuss that as well as kind of, I would say, some pretty interesting, uh, not interesting, some pretty big news. Um, all Elite Wrestling, um, AEW, all, all Elite, whatever chance that they cleverly, you know, kind of put um, together when they created AEW. Um, it was in full force yesterday in Jacksonville, um, you know, just right across where uh, SmackDown was held. Um, but they had an awesome press conference a la, you know, kind of like what they did in All In in Chicago at Pro Wrestling Tees this past May. So we'll, we'll get into the, I mean, some pretty interesting, fun news to Huge. say the least. Huge news. Um, I mean, it, it was pretty damn cool. They definitely do not disappoint. Um, so we'll kind of talk about what Cody, the Bucks, the cons um, have in store for the wrestling community. Some exciting, fun stuff to be in store. We'll talk over, uh, kind of get some Dave's picks, um, you know, kind of on the, on the year end. Um, kind of see what he liked for, you know, some of his favorite matches, worst matches, um, as Ryan and I were, were up um, until... Uh, pretty late trying to, you know, divulge our year-end awards, and we will get that show to you sometime next week, probably before I head on out to Orlando, which is a bummer, Dave. Last year, I went to an NXT house show kind of an hour south of Orlando, and it was a really awesome show. Uh, Ricochet was actually there uh, kind of in the back, hoodie on, videotaping the Mm -hmm. event. Um, You know, I I, kind of noticed it was him because no one else really went over there. But, you know, kind of a few minutes before the show, I went over there. I said, hey, congrats on the signing. Cannot wait. I saw you, you know, so many years ago back in Chicago at Dragon Gate. Uh, Almost blew 10 my years mind. ago, and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I cannot wait to see what you do with the company. You know, we chatted a little bit. Gave him a few, you know, Russell Cast uh, bracelets there, which you can get at StrongStyleMedia.com. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get some of those over at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash WrestleCast. Get our awesome three shirts, a few more, hopefully, on the way. Um, but no, and I'm kind of bummed there. There's, like, no shows this year, no e-house shows, nothing like that. But maybe that means I'll have to spend some time at a Hogwarts again uh, to start off the new year. Um, but, I mean, again, as we alluded to earlier, kind of a, you know, a big deal kind of happened, I would say. Yeah, they got the- <laughs> He's everywhere. That dude's voice just gets me so amped. hyped. I mean, Man, would I you like want who would you, brick wall. Would, you <laughs> would you want to have him narrate your life story um, when it comes I down like to it in even, like fifty years? Oh yeah, the the most small like mundane things in the world he would make like <laughs> extremely extremely exciting, and like all you would be doing is like. <laughs> <laughs> 
clipping your toenails, and then all of a sudden you're clipping your toenails, and you just go in <laughs> to the extreme, and you and, and then you just you're in the middle of the Tokyo Dome, and there's eighty thousand people, and they're all clapping and screaming, and it's it's amazing. It's wrestling. <laughs> it's wrestle kingdom indeed. Um, I don't know what got a bitter, bigger pop um, from me before the show um, or in the last couple of days. Uh, the return of Yoshihashi with a buzz cut, um, realizing True Detective is coming back after a very, very long and de- uh, divisive <laughs> hiatus. Uh, Legion Season 3 being announced uh, just recently. So, again, very exciting. Or oh. could this have been the biggest news in the last couple of days, Dave? The return of the Rainmaker. No red hair, no balloons. Uh, Aladdin shorts and all. Okada and shorts. Uh, did you pop as much as that bar did uh, when when the Okada <laughs> showed off the shorts? The trunks, I so should say. I have that. Trunks. I have that written in my match notes. I put Okada's gear and I circled it and when the next day when I saw that, that gif of the bar going crazy when they saw him, it just it felt, it felt like such a swing. It's like, you, you want to mess with me? You want to turn me back to the old me? And be yep. careful what you wish for. You're in the Tokyo Dome with the Rainmaker. Fun and games are, are over. I also, I also loved uh, Jay White's entrance gear. We usually see him yeah. in the all black. This time it was in the white with the um, – the red tally marks and, and he looked pretty badass. I thought, uh, that's what they put on quite a show that had to be the, uh, that was definitely one of the biggest pops of the night. Oh gosh. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it was, I don't know, four thirty AM and I popped, I clapped, I jumped and I haven't been in Okada Mark until I would say probably about 2018. I mean, it definitely helped seeing all in, in that fantastic, very, underrated yeah. match he had with the villain of Marty Skrull, 22 plus yes. minutes, I believe. Um, I, have, I still, uh, yeah. I still throw that. Have that and, in my match of the year. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, definitely in my short list. Short list. It tells a great story. Crowd was way into it. Yes. And I'm with you. You know, I wasn't his biggest fan past couple of years. He kind of gave me this uh, uh, Randy Orton kind of feel. Um, <laughs> you know, the Funny. way he makes everything look easy. Uh, yeah, he's a big money guy, um, smooth. But then you you kind of you kind of get to know him over the years. You see him catching all these fish, smiling with all these balloons and stuff. W- what I love about him is the most simple move that and he was in having the world. A breakdown. Like that that's the beauty yeah. of that whole character arc. It was him trying to figure out who he was. He lost his smile. He was looking for it, right. and he did that in the form of balloons and a hair change. Yeah, yeah, and then all of a sudden you, you want to face him in the Tokyo Dome of Wrestle Kingdom. Look who's coming down the ramp. All of a sudden it's the Rainmaker. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, oh, it was huge. And his, his, he, yeah, so simple, just a clothesline and a drop kick, if you think about it. But he does them so well. And when they, they, when they decide to use those in a match, it's always a big moment. It's always meaningful, and mm-hmm. it always gets a huge reaction. Um, it's funny that you bring up the Orton comparison because I, I would always give Ryan crap, not crap. I would just always say it was like, oh yeah, him and Orton, if you know them two and Bobby Roode circa 2012 were in the same ring together, um, their minds would explode because they'd be like, wait, you're <laughs> me, I'm you. But you know, again, because they make it look so effortless, it's so 
was such a work of art, really, that they, you know, do really? in the ring. And I've always had that respect factor for one uh, Kazuchika Okada. But it more turned into, again, kind of this whole title quest. You know, him beating Naito, like you said, the surprise, you and Ryan, where everyone said, hey, it's in the bag. You know, Okada can't, you know, keep winning forever. To, you know, having to to beat Tanahashi's, you know, title defenses, to beat Tanahashi, to, you know, have that sync record. And, and again, having that title for what, like 600, 700, 800 days it seemed like it, he's just such an amazing talent. And the crazy thing, Dave, is he's only 30. That's, <laughs> like, that's wild. That's wild. That's the, the holy bleep part, you know, where you're just like, <laughs> he hasn't even hit his ceiling yet. He can have balloons yeah. now. Hey, he got that out of the way. <laughs> you know, Rainmaker or not, that guy is definitely going to um, put uh, asses in the seats. That is for sure. Um, but to kick things off, um, again, uh, in a, what, what was it like a nine man, six man tag, you know, for the, for the, uh, open, uh, never waits, you know, three man championship, um, a, a scramble. I mean, what, what technically was, was the gauntlet match here? Um, of course you have, you know, uh, Taguchi, Joriano, Togi Makabe, um, and kind of going against here, uh, and I'm, I'm just going to be upfront. I, this was a match again, where I really had no interest. I do, you know, enjoy some of the talents, but, you know, just kind of going in, I was just like, eh, this will be something I can watch kind of, you know, later on there, um, you know, going against uh bullet club, um, you know, as, as well as uh, who were the other teams there? Um, it was, you had, yeah, you had Paige and Marty Skrull. And yep, then yep. Uh, there was a team oh, of Finley Jeff Cobb. Cobb. Yep, and um, the older guy can't think of his name. Eugene, gotta be kidding me! That I forgot that. (laughs) It was definitely him. And this guy's coming down the ramp. I'm like, he's like 60, but I would not get in the ring with him. I've I've always been a fan of his. I like, um, love, love. I shouldn't say like love everything Jeff Cobb can do. It kind of seemed like uh, Marty Skrull and Paige kind of had one foot out the door. They they knew they weren't gonna be going over in this one. They got their stuff in pretty quick. Uh, Paige's shooting star off the apron is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he almost like he almost killed himself. They're in the ring, I don't know, two, three minutes. He almost kills himself, like in those two, three minutes. He's just like, I'm just going to do a flip in midair being yeah. six foot four. Like, you're like, yeah. What? And like, he, he kind of headbutted Cobb like on the way down. It was, uh, it was crunchy, but but it worked. And uh, yeah, it was a scramble. It was really early on. You could you could tell maybe the arena wasn't all the way full yet. They weren't uh, in full throttle mode. Um, they were just kind of getting in their seats, settling in. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was kind of interesting. But when I saw the Bullet Club guys go out so quick, I was like, oh, I guess we're uh, we're done for the night. <laughs> was, now, did you kind of get a inkling like, huh, is this foreshadowing into possibly yes. what could happen? Yes, and as the title matches went on throughout the night, it you got that more and more and more, definitely. I mean, again, it's no secret that, you know, Paige is done. Skrull, you know, is still under contract with Ring of Honor for a little bit into this year here. Um, but, I mean, do you think, I mean, obviously, you know, New Japan, Ring of Honor, you know, they still have this relationship. I, 
mean, do you foresee Skrull kind of, I mean, he's, he's over in Japan. There's no question about that. They love the character, but is Japan ready for some PCO and some villain enterprises? Do you think Dave? Um, you know, I don't know how that's going to play over there. There's, there's a saying out <laughs> here in Illinois is they say, will it play in Peoria? And I don't know if it's going to play uh, all the way across the pond. Uh, they're certainly banking on Marty Skrull and Okada uh, at the Madison Square Garden show in April. I'm really looking forward to that. They had a, a huge match in Chicago for All In. Um, mm-hmm. But I wonder at some Ooh. point is Skrull going to feel like his uh, he's going to have you know brighter future possibly elsewhere. I wonder how long he is with Ring of Honor after that MSG show in April and uh, where he'll decide to go. Oh, elite! Oh, oh, elite! Again, it's perfect, right? Even though technically I said I that loved, like three weeks, yeah. three shows ago, but when I heard his, that, I was like, post, "Oh, it's uh, pretty obvious." <laughs> yeah, and uh, when Skrull was watching the press conference, he had it on a tablet, and he's just looking at it, and the caption's like, "What is AEW?" He was all, <laughs> <laughs> "What in the world?" Um, so, I mean, as as the gauntlet match, uh, I mean, like you said, it was it was pretty much just like, oh, you know, what's what what's happening here? You know, I heard Chucky e. T went ham again with uh, getting his his team team DQ'd, I should say. Um, were, have you paid attention to that kind of with the um, with the tag league? You know, uh, the best friends were kind of my my low key dark horse pick for the tag league, which. Obviously, Chucky e. T just went ham and just started hitting everyone with the chair. Um, where do you think they're going with this, with Beretta, Chucky e. T, and the uh, best friends forever? I mean, I think they have, uh, you know, so much run in that in that story where eventually you can do the best friends breaking up. If you feel one of them is going to be a better singles push, uh, then they get behind them. That seemed to kind of be the uh, the story of the night. Uh, and this is going to be a theme of this show. I'm sure we're going to touch on it a couple times, that – uh, speaking of that Dragon Gate show <laughs> ten years ago, I'm pretty sure Chuck mm-hmm. Taylor, uh, Chucky T was oh, on yeah. that card Chuck that T. night. <laughs> yeah. And there's going to be a couple a couple more names as we go on uh, on here. But he seems to be that one. Um, I think American star that definitely uh, will we'll start. I should say non Japanese um, that really does get uh, a good reaction. I think he's got a lot more to give, and we're going to see it. Mm-hmm. I really hope he has a run. Um, for the IWGP U.S. Heavyweight Championship. If he somehow, you know, like you said, him and Beretta kind of break up, or maybe that's the start for, you know, them uh, having some tension between the two, especially if he gets, you know, a a, a, um, a a title shot right before Beretta, which he was supposed to have one. But, of course, I believe he was hurt because he was supposed to have his match against Cody, um, I believe, at one of the Long Beach and or Ring of Honor shows uh, back in November, mm-hmm. December. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would not be mad if they kind of gave uh, Zany uh, Chuck Taylor um, a, a crazy run there. So um, only time will tell, and you'll find out who he might be challenging. But, again, uh, as Dave alluded to, uh, I'm pretty sure you can kind of tell. One thing you could not tell was how the opening match uh, would kind of go. Of course, you expected a lot of flips, submission, kicks, Germans and whatnot, um, but I did not expect to see uh, a Bushi owes Osprey uh, any money, but uh, never open weight championships. The new champion Goto Bushi took on the challenger. 
I guess he's not the aerial assassin, just the assassin, especially how this played out. Will Ospreay, um, what a way to start the match. I didn't know. I don't know if you saw the tag match before um, the road to the uh, Tokyo Dome shows there, Dave, where it was Golden yeah. Lovers versus uh, um, Will Ospreay and and uh, Tanahashi, Tanahashi. And that match yeah. sprung to my match of the year of 2018. And I was oh. like, how are, get, how are they wow. going to top these spots? And lo and behold, Dave, they did. Yeah, wild, fast and furious way to start the show. Um, I kind of touched on it last week. It's hard to steal the show right from the beginning, but damned <laughs> if they didn't try. And it is, inc- I mean, inc- beyond incredible athleticism. There just aren't words for the new ways they're finding to not just move, but counter move. And mm-hmm. it's one thing. It's one thing when it has that very choreographed feel to it, where it doesn't seem like their thinking moves ahead, and it, and and it uh, can kind of look a little more rehearsed. These two, <laughs> these two, put on. These two put on quite a aerial display, a ground display. Mm-hmm. They're flipping all over the place. And the striking, I don't know why <laughs> Osprey would ever, ever choose to start a striking war with one of the hardest hitters in the game, Ibushi. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't know if it added to the drama. I thought it was when Ibushi jumped up on the turnbuckle, he might have he hit his face a little bit, kind of. Not yes. the same way Cesaro busted his teeth, but he jumped up to the top turnbuckle, and maybe he went too far, and all of a sudden there's blood on his face and blood in his mouth. And seemed a little concussed. Maybe he was uh, just a little dizzy there, and they, and they, and they kept yeah, going. Yeah, he hit that post really to, hard. <laughs> added to the drama. It added to everything, and it was it was everything I wanted it to be. Right off, right and, off the bat, what a way to open the show. And, and usually, I think it gets sloppy when you can kind of do uh, two, th- you know, two points in a match where you, they're kind of pseudo the same. Um, but when you could do a, a tension um, scene like Osprey and Abushi did, um, you know, alluding back to that tag match where, uh, you know, Osprey does the uh, the flip counter um, from Abushi, I believe it was a Hurricane Rana, and, you know, Osprey flips and he lands on his feet, and Abushi's looking like, oh, no, he's right behind that me. That camera shot. That camera and, shot yeah, is and just they like, did it again. give them the Oscar. <laughs> Perfectly. Like where he does the, the German, you know, outside of the ropes into the ring. And then again, Osprey's flipped over. You're like, oh, Abushi. And then, nope, lands on his feet. Camera guy. Kudos to, to everybody. Uh, I would say the angles and the way the presentation was done uh, for the show. Uh, kudos by all. Um, and, and that was definitely a hell of a spot. Um, as was Osprey kind of going after Abushi's head. Um, and, and just kind of drilling him. And then, of course, uh, you know, saying, hey, give me that money, hitting that Stormbreaker, getting the victory. Uh, you know, oh. believe this got about 18 minutes, you know, kind of where, where we're hoping to track that. Um, but, of course, again, Abushi just getting nailed in the head, you know, concussion, you know, yeah. of course, the reports, uh, he was concussed. Um, of course, Abushi uh, was taken out on a stretcher. Just to kind of stabilize. Oh, and they, they did the stretcher job. I did not know that. the neck, um, neck there. So uh, again, you know, with me missing that that first hour live, 
Um, you know, I tried not to go on the internet, but I had to check on something. And then all I could see was like, oh no, stretcher, a bush. I was like, wait, what happened? How are they going to yeah, start, he, uh... you know, that match, you know, with that ending. But thankfully it was more so towards the end and to tell a story. The yeah, stretcher, not the concussion. Jumping on the, okay. Yeah. Jumping on that post. And then uh, right, right before the finish, Osprey gave him that kind of, uh, uh, Ibushi's hung up on the ropes, kind of standing there woozy. And he gets this crescent kick just like right across the face mm-hmm. to set up him just getting elbowed in the back of the head as hard as possible. <laughs> and then uh, the finish is a thing of beauty. I don't think there are two. I don't think there are two athletes that can make that spot look better than those two did. Mm-hmm. There no. was another spot early on where he gave Ibushi gave Osprey uh, kind of like a last ride. Um, I, I want to say it was off the top turnbuckle that where they did a counter and it ended up being like a power bomb. And there was this one mm-hmm. second delay where he had him all the way up in the air. And I just thought to myself, like, I don't think two people can make that look better than they can. <laughs> I yeah, it's really. Really, really wild um, how hard striking, like you were saying, these two can do. But Abushi, I don't know. He's almost murdered, I would say, three wrestlers in 2018. And unfortunately, he almost got murdered to uh, to kind of start the new year. But <laughs> a hell of an opener uh, did not disappoint. This is one I, I definitely don't mind going back to the well and watching a few more times. Um as well as this next match, which, you know, IWGP. Oh, sorry, by the way, um, what would you yeah, know, rate this match, I should say? What, what would you rate oh, this match? Oh, I mean, if we're talking one one through five stars, me as a fan, as entertainment value, athleticism, just an amazing spectacle, easy, easy four, four and a half, right in that nice, range nice. out of five. It was tremendous, tremendous. And Take I was surprised with uh, – the the winner. I was really surprised. Yeah, again, it, it kind of casts a shadow of like, okay, well, the elites are out right away in the beginning. You know, Abushi has that relationship, you know, change of the world, golden yeah. elites. Um, you know, so you're just like, huh, where's everything going to go? Um, but no question with that, within the next match, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship, uh, the champions, uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Al Desperado, low-key, um, freaking possible junior of the year, me and Ryan debating that last night, um, where this tag team, especially being the, uh, the longest reigning IWGP Junior, uh, tag champs, um, possibly, I believe in New Japan history, but, uh, Suzuki Goon taking on LIJ um, in, in, of course, uh, Shingo Takagi and Bushi. Um, also battling Ropungi 3K um, show and yo with Rocky Romero. Uh, Dave, first thing I want to ask you who has, who do you think has the better singles? Who has the better Shawn Michaels esque type of career between show and yo? Um, and is why is Yo gonna get Marty Jannetty in about two years? Well, if he shows up to work <laughs> and there's a big barber shop window waiting for him, I think that's a pretty good sign. <laughs> I mean, are you a fan of Rapungi? I mean, do, do they do anything uh, yeah, for you? Did you kind of them, see them back in TNA? Uh, only uh, I don't remember seeing them in TNA, but I had had certainly seen their uh, their stuff. Um, you know, the, on, on New Japan 
through like uh, results of this show and that show, always seeing their names uh, pop up. And then when we went mm-hmm. and saw them in Villa Park um, earlier this uh, last yep. summer, summer of uh, 2018, to see them live was pretty cool. And I would love <laughs> to go to Rapongi one night. It sounds like a pretty fun place. <laughs> it's it, it's again crazy with New Japan. I mean that definitely uh, they they emphasize the <clears throat> strong style, if you will, with these guys. Because you look at them. I mean, obviously they're jacked, but the chops, the punches that they can do, and then the aerial, you know, maneuvers. I mean, one cannot you know say anything better to describe that than of course one as Shingo Takagi. Um, but I mean, I, I would say this was a, a pretty formulaic match. Um, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it, you know, for, for what it was, um, kind of on that rewatch, you know, again, not on that live, um, tip there, but you know, it, it was everything that, that I was hoping, you know, with Shingo, you know, getting, getting gold in, in new Japan. Um, and I kind of chuckled. I totally forgot, Dave. I don't know if you caught this. His moniker is the dragon. Shingo Takagi, little tongue in cheek there, right? With with uh, his, oh. his uh, previous affiliation there. Um, so, uh, but no, uh, you know, Bushi, um, awesome as always. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to kind of see where they go, um, you know, along with this. Again, you know, the tag division and the juniors. You know, hopefully they they maybe add you know a team here and there. Hopefully it's not the, the same old stuff that we kind of are, are used to on Mondays or Tuesdays. Hopefully they won't Constable Corbin the situation. But, you know, again, yeah. I thought this was a nice, well-paced, you know, match to kind of start the uh, the tagging um, of the event. Dave, what are your thoughts? Good set. Yeah, uh, you said it. Really, really good pace. Good. Um, you can certainly see the chemistry not only with uh, the teams but the teammates. And they put on a really good show. Fast and uh, hard to follow what went on before them. But um, really hold their own, and they have a lot of the hometown fans behind them. So definitely entertaining. One thing that caught my eye again, because I am a huge fan of uh, Show Michaels. I mean, sorry, Show Tanaka. And uh, I, him and Shingo kind of just going at it. And then Shingo just saying, no, not yet, young man. And just pummeling the crap out of him just so, you know, he can essentially uh, hit that last dragon for the victory. So. Uh, again, pretty fun stuff, uh, as well as for anyone out in Nashville, um, you know, kind of in between the matches, they announced a third show kind of for their U.S. tour, um, you know, while they, they are prepping a new beginning as well out in Japan. Um, but a third show added in Nashville, Tennessee, February 2nd. Dave, are you heading out to Nashville to see some young Lions? Ooh, Nash Vegas. Uh, I was there <laughs> Yeah, you were just there this time of the year, two years ago. Uh, I saw that they were coming to Nashville. It's pretty cool. I think they have a a Nashville show. They're doing a show in Dallas, I want to say. And then another Ring of Honor New Japan show at the. uh, Yeah, that'd be be really cool to see. Uh, It's definitely an eye opening experience for a lot of American fans that haven't got to see it live or, you know, only only see things online or not watching week to week. Uh, I don't think I'll be able to make it in uh, a month from now. Uh, Sorry. I probably have an engagement party. (laughs) Um, It's, do you think there's kind of like you, like you mentioned, um, Dallas was mentioned. They're doing something new July 6th. Uh, Hopefully Russell Cass will be present it all depends on a, a little event that might uh, that's happening in May, um, but July sixth, Dave, 
in Dallas, the house that Mark Cuban built. They're having the, the first day of the G1 climax, sir. In America, wow. Will Ospreay. Only. I'm thinking. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking is, is probably going to enter the G1. Could you imagine him versus Naito, day one? Him versus Ishii, day one? I mean, they always seem to have these huge matches back to back to back to back, and it doesn't stop until the end of the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's uh, – it depends on how May goes, but, ah, man, that might be my, my, my Madison Square Garden show. Uh, which, again, we'll touch in a bit here. Uh, a match yeah. Dave and I were very looking forward to. Um, he hit it on the head last week where he said, Tomohiro Ishii, everything he does in the ring makes sense. Yes, the samurai wonder, um, the stoic assassin, um, as I like to call him just now. Tomohiro Ishii uh, <laughs> defending his British Undisputed Rev Pro Championship against the octopus, Zach Sabre Jr. Sorry, Jonathan Gresham. Um, but Zach Sabre Jr. with the one and only Zaka Mishinoku um, duking it out for uh, the Rev Pro title, which, you know, pretty much this year it's been between, it seems like, these two. And you add in, you know, Minoru Suzuki. Um, and it's just, you know, hard-hitting authenticity like you could not expect and just the submission holds kind of early on and seeing Ishii trying to fight back, um, you know, uh, to counter Zack Sabre was pretty damn cool. You know, again, trying to see him put an octopus hold on, on Ishii was, was a, a, a pleasure. Um, but again, Ishii <laughs> kind of hitting his brain busters, his lariats. It's, this was a match I could have watched for a, a long time. Um, again, you know, like you said last week, Dave, Tomohiro Ishii is a guy, um, you know, that you just have to sit and watch. When Ryan started to get me into New Japan, Dave, um, you know, a lot of it was Ishii versus Goto, Ishii versus Suzuki, Suzuki versus Goto. I'm like, who are these old guys, you know, just, you know, trying to do, you know, the same old stuff, punches and headbutts, punches and headbutts. And then just knowing (laughs) more of their stories. And, and watching, you know, kind of, you know, as, as Ryan says, their, their technical wizardry, um, it's, it's just an amazing thing. It's, it's a nice um, breather from all the aerial maneuvers that were, you know, sort of, you know, not only watching in New Japan, but in the wrestling landscape in the last 15 years, you know, where this is like that old school wrestling, but it's just done with such tenacity. You're just in awe of like, how are you up? Who the hell calls this fake? You know, but, you know, and, and Zack Sabre, I don't know how he pulled it out, but, uh, you know, definitely went, you know, for the victory. Again, attacking, you know, Ishii's cranium as much as he could um, and, and just getting that crazy. What what was that? Like a, it looked like a quadruple arm submission, you know, that he had yeah. locked on Ishii. Saturn. Yeah, yeah. Like a stretch and, and everything where finally Ishii had, he had no way to escape. Unfortunately, but you know, new um, Rev Pro Heavyweight Champion and Zack Saber Jr. Dave, what did you think of this technical, brilliant masterpiece? Yeah, like you said, it's in such huge contrast to all the high flying, flippy stuff we saw before. Now, there's anything wrong with that. And <laughs> these two guys come in, start beating the shit out of each other, and every time 
every time it looked like Ishii was about to get the upper hand, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is there to, to tie him up in knots. And submission specialist, he finds a joint, he can work it, work it, work it in so many ways from so many different angles. They kept telling that story of, of Ishii working from underneath. And, you know, then he starts to make his comeback and starts to build back. And you just kept seeing over and over and over. Zack Sabre Jr. had an answer for everything, a counter for everything. And finally he locked him up so nasty that he couldn't tap out. He had to tell the ref, I quit, because both of his arms were locked up so bad. And like you said, new, a new British uh, Rev Pro champion is Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, it's that crazy name. It's, it's or, as Ryan, orienteering with napalm death. I forgot it was that napalm death uh, name just because it is so obscene. But uh, hey, when you're Zack Sabre Jr., uh, I guess he, he has every, every right to say this to me right here. Why not, though? Yeah. Who's trying to keep on now, I apologize, Mr. ZSJ. Um, but damn, again, I, it's crazy that him and Abushi, by the way, I was on the network. Um, I don't know why, but I was on the network and I was. There. Cruiserweight Classic. Oh, yeah. Check that Cruiserweight Classic. <laughs> every picture, every other picture at least, was either Zack Sabre Jr. or Kota Ibushi. And I was like, holy bleep. I totally spaced that they pretty much ran that tournament. Thanks to TJP. Yeah, all the way there. Yeah. yeah. The uh, quarterfinals, you know, they were my picks to, to win it. But certainly, uh, without being able to get either one under contract, mm-hmm. certainly went with a different story. I love there's a clip somewhere, one of these post-match press conferences, and they're asking Zack Sabre Jr. about Ibushi, and he's like, oh, I seen this guy flip off the balcony, and some dumbass is just standing there. He's like, if he flips off the balcony, I'll just move out of the way. <laughs> With that knowledge. I love it. I mean, it's it's good sense. I've only seen a handful of people ever do that. I'm very happy that you know, he, he kind of made sense of it all. Um, speaking of making sense, um, which, by the way, Dave, that's what, one, two, three title changes to kind of start the show. Um, foreshadowing? We'll see. IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match. Uh, Gorillas at Destiny defending their titles against the Young Bucks and LIJ members Evil... And, of course, Sonata. And, of course, when I said evil stretch like that, I was, of course, meaning this. <laughs> There's so much wrong with that, but it's it's glorious in all the ways. Um, <laughs> uh, of, of course, G.O.D., I, I kind of expected they were going to retain their tag team championships. Um, but Young Bucks are looking pretty strong. I liked how they went kind of back to um, Matt's back um, for for a moment uh, there. But uh, LIJ looking strong. Um, pretty decent match, I would say. This was good. You know, it didn't seem like they were given enough time per se. But I would say the, the highlight for me, Dave, was Evil's homage, I believe, for the 40th anniversary of Bo Derek and her appearance in 10. Um, I loved evil's uh, representation of that. Um, you know, which, you know, <laughs> I think that championship gold uh, definitely fits his, uh, 
his dreadlocks uh, very well there. But uh, what did you think of the uh, the other triple threats for the uh, tag team championships? Yeah, Evil and Sonata too. He's got a wild hairstyle going on. Also very <laughs> over with the hometown fans. Uh, I love everything <laughs> the the Bucks do in the ring. God, toughest nails. I had a feeling they were going to be the ones going over in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a frenzy, but it has. I don't know. It has like a, a, even though it's high flying and nonstop, it has the kind of pace where moves and buildups and things make sense from sequence to the next. I loved the uh, the magic killer <laughs> homage a couple times during the match, and, and mm-hmm. I think they did a spot where uh, one guy was with the other guy's partner, um, and they hit the magic killer uh, towards the end, and. Uh, it, the crowd got a feeling they didn't know who was going to win. It was kind of going to be who's mm-hmm. the last team in the ring. Um, you know, they were all getting their stuff in. Super exciting. And uh, LIJ coming out with more gold. Yeah, more gold, you know, in, in the tag divisions there. Um, a fantastic spot where, again, I thought uh, G.O.D. was going to, um, you know, retain the belt. It was crazy when they cut off that indie taker with the, uh, with the gun stun there by Tonga. Um, which oh, I yeah. thought was a brilliant spot, which then again set up, you know, like you said, the magic killer. And Sonata is a beautiful moonsault. No WWE, you can't have him. Um, but again, LIJ, as long as you keep giving Sonata some gold to match that hair, I think he will <laughs> uh, likely to stay. Um, and, and this has nothing to do, but again, I've been saying this for over a year, Dave. Um, they wish they can get Sonata because they – they wished Roman Reigns was a half as, uh, you know, just cool. You know, that, that essence of that, you know, machismo as, as Sonata, you know, possesses and showcases, you know, every match. Um, hell, even in a picture where I'm like, damn, that guy's cool. You know, where, you know, you, where they tried that with Reigns for so long and so long. And it was just like, no, just watch Sonata and, and hope that you can get a bounce of that. Um, speaking of ounces, we got Juice Robinson in the house challenging for the IWGP U.S. Uh, heavyweight championship and going against Cody. I'm pretty sure the writing was all on the wall for this one, but a pretty, you know, I would say a, a basic B of a match. Um, again, you cannot fault Cody for what he does, you know, for the wrestling landscape, how he, you know, is determined for the change and the alternatives of what we have had for the last 30, 40 years, you know, in professional wrestling and what he has done as a businessman, you know, as a a producer booker, you know, what have you fantastic job, but unfortunately, and and Hey, he's working with that injury, you know, to his knee, you know, which he kind of alluded to before, you know, be uh, before the match started. Um, But, Mm -hmm. you know, again, just the timing of it, you know, this was not like the Cody Juice Robinson from uh, Wrestle Kingdom's past where, you know, it kind of caught, you know, me and Ryan on the ire of Juice Robinson. We're like, okay, this guy's doing something, you know, doing something different here where, uh, you know, again, the writing was on the wall. Short, I don't know if it was too sweet, um, you know, as, as Cody liked there, but uh, Juice Robinson kind of getting the victory. Uh, becoming a two-time IWGP U.S. champ. Uh, Dave, where do you think this will go for Juice Robinson? Can he elevate this title since he did just re-sign with New Japan, which I believe for a three-year extension? Um, 
is he going to make the belt, or is the belt going to make him, do you think? Uh, I think certainly early on the belt's going to make him. Uh, he's, got, he's got work to do to make sure that he can establish himself at that level. Uh, it seemed, it seemed, definitely seemed in a way like Cody passing the torch. Uh, I, I loved uh, Cody coming out in the Jacksonville Jaguars colors <laughs> uh, with his gear. With his gear. Uh, certainly uh, he may not have won this match, but he did win big uh, this week going into business uh, for himself. And, and, mm-hmm. and we're certainly going to touch on that. With Juice, I don't know what's going on with his – Look with his gimmick, what his deal is. He's all over the place. Um, he's a he's a he's a wacky guy. He's but there is an, a, a genuine quality to him. You can tell this is who he is, um, and it's it's the next man up kind of thing. If guys like uh, Jericho and possibly Kenny and um, Cody are going to be leaving, they got to have the next guy in place. Guys like Jay White, like Juice Robinson, and uh, we'll see what they. Uh, what they can do. I, I, I love, and you see this at WrestleMania and you see it at Wrestle Kingdom where guys steal each other's finishers. I always mm-hmm. love that spot. This is the perfect place to do it. Uh, I think they both hit each other's finishers on each other um, yep. for the end of the match. I didn't know Cody was, was hurt. Um, I saw after the match, um, I think in one of his tweets, he mentioned having such a bad knee and needing surgery. And mm-hmm. had I known that going in, it, it probably would have changed my mind on it. But like I said, Short, probably a, a you know a B kind of match again. Another title match, another new champion. Another new champion. Uh, I mean, where where do you see the the IWGP US you know championship? Of course, you know we had Kenny Omega win. You know Jay White held it. Mm-hmm. You know Juice Robinson has held it. Um, Ishii should have held it, but but that's a different story. Um, <laughs> I mean, do you, do you think this is a title um, that? Is warranted? Do you think this is something that gets dropped in a few years? Um, what are your thoughts on on the USA IWGP Championship? I think it's very meaningful as long as they have a relationship with Ring of Honor and can do those shows here. If years from now that relationship ends, I could see this title. I could see it being dissolved. <laughs> oh man! I mean. <sighs> Let's see. Omega, you know, got it, of course, at that G1 special, the first one in Long Beach, uh, with, again, Ishii in that fantastic main event. Then Jay White took it off him a few months later, held it for about seven months, you know, until he started transitioning with his storyline. You know, Juice, of course, taking it um, back at at the G1 special in San Fran, then Cody winning it, you know, it seemed like, you know, a month later. Um, But back in September and Juice again in January, I mean, this this isn't like the WWE title back in 1998 or anything. But, you know, again, I like you say, you know, with the relationship with Ring of Honor, you know, depending on how, you know, they, how they can intertwine their roster, you know, kind of having their excursion with their wrestlers possibly by winning that title or, or just even having some fresh challengers would, you know, definitely put that more so as New Japan is expanding you know, with, with the dojo opening up in California here. Um, next matchup here, IWGP Junior Heavyweight title, Bone Soldier, the good Bone Soldier, Dave, Zaji Ishimori, taking on <laughs> the champ, Kushida. Um, again, funny thing, uh, a few shows back, Ryan and I, were, you know, we're kind of talking Kushida's, um, well, now, it's not, I guess, so much a secret, 
um, his move down to Orlando. And I, you know, I was saying setting up the stage, you know, him versus the American Dragon at WrestleMania. You have the whole Back to the Future backdrop. You bring in a DeLorean. You bring in Christopher Lloyd because that, you know, Fox billion dollar money, you know, and you're in the vaults. Hell, maybe even have him, uh, you know, Marty McFly do a little Tate thing. Um, but then they, you know, they kind of take that idea, and the, but but yet they have Mini Kushida kind of run out here. When he kind of came out, did you think, huh, he must have packed his bags already? I was wondering where they were going with it. <laughs> I was glad he did make the show. Yes, and, and make the show he did. Uh, but I'm not going to lie. This was definitely a, a bone soldier, um, you know, kind of a setup match. This was, you know, as this show has been pinpointing, they, you know, the change of the wind, of the guard, if you will. Um, a <clears throat> new beginning for New Japan, and and this was definitely you know kind of uh, seen in this match where I, I would say it seemed like Ishimori kind of I, I would say he dominated you know I would say eighty percent of the match it seemed like where I was kind of taken out of it because I I kind of expected. A, a little bit more, and I don't know, again, with the timing, you know, where a lot of people had that issue where they felt like matches seemed a little bit rushed where I didn't really see that per se. Um, you know, we're going to get your take here on a second, and of course, Ryan's take, you know, while he was there. Um, but again, this, you know, again, not a bad thing showing a, a spotlight on Ishimori, but, you know, it was just like, I guess, you know, thanks, Kushida. Bye. Here you go. I don't know. This this just seemed like it needed maybe five, six extra minutes, um, you know, where Kushida can kind of get his, you know, uh, you know, kind of comeback, if you will. But I, I don't know. This this was a match that kind of fell flat. It wasn't the Cody Rhodes uh, or sorry, Cody Juice Robinson type of match. But, uh, you know, kind of going in with this having a high expectations, this one just, again, kind of seemed flat. So the hoverboard was uh, on the ground, per se. Well, hoverboards don't work over water. <laughs> Power. Yeah, it felt a little flat. It felt a little flat. But the good news is, is we could see Mokaji uh, Ishimori. Um, God, this is this Bullet Club or whatever, you know, dynamic that they're going to call themselves. He's, he's the one you got to watch out for in 2019. Uh, if you thought the match he had with Hiromu, get well soon. Takahashi, um, you know, was was a fantastic, which I fought for. We we were debating that on having that on the top ten matches of 2018. Um, this this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be very very interesting. Uh, but we're getting right now, Dave, to the sizzle of the show. Uh, you know, as we're talking about, you know, how Okada, you know, has kind of won us over you know, over the last, you know, year with just how how great he is in the ring, how he's such a general, you know, if you want to use some, some westernized terms there. Um, but he definitely showcased how he can lead a match um, and put one person over, where it seems like they can't do that within a, a calendar year out in Connecticut. But let the rainmaker be, uh, be free. And... Uh, I'm sorry. I I love these three matches. They're hard to say. Well, which one's the best? 
but Dave, I've rewatched this match more than the other two main events. I I, I freaking love this match. I probably went and not just the excitement because of the trunks, Dave. Um, but again, <laughs> seeing the old Okada, him diving over the guardrail, the yeah. pose, you know, him trying to get, you know, the Rainmaker in scent, but the beautiful drop kicks, the forearms, the clotheslines, him kicking at Jay White's head, you know, with such disdainment, him going after Gato, which, by the way, why can't Gato ever take a bump correctly? I don't think I've ever seen that guy, uh, you know, do anything uh, with grace. Um, but I would, uh, maybe because of Chico Okada, but, um, but Jay White looking like a million bucks, um, you know, as you were saying, you know, with his white trunks, you know, kind of with the red stitching, um, you know, switchblade style, which kind of threw me, you know, I was like, huh, little Shawn Michaels era there, um, you know, with, with that, but this was a fantastic technical match. Um, I, I love this. Like I said, I would give this no joking for four, four and three quarters. This was a, a, an awesome match. It concluded this story for now, possibly. Um, and, and, and with the way where, you know, it built up the crowd, you know, the rainmaker is here and, you know, with the, the beautiful counter um, sequences, you know, in the last couple of minutes into the match there, you know, from tombstones to blade runners to rainmakers to blade runners, you know, finally where, you know, you think Okada is going to hit it. And then no white with the clean win hitting the blade runner for the third or fourth attempt, uh, getting the win hell of a match. Uh, again, Ogata shows why he is the best, but Jay white shows why he is the now Dave. What are your thoughts <laughs> on Okada, Jay White? That was that was well said. Uh, yeah, we we talked about their gear. You know, right off the bat, you get that big big match impression. Um, they both know this is something special. They told the story with the video package before uh, a little bit. I loved some of the press they did leading up to this match, where uh, there's one where they ask Okada. Um, what do you think about taking this match? And he's like, you know what? I'll take this match anytime, but I don't think this is even worthy of uh, Tokyo Dome, to be quite honest. He's like, I might run around. I'll take you outside and give you a beating, but I don't think it's really worthy of uh, of Tokyo Dome and Wrestle Kingdom. And he, I mean, Okada can kill you with a hammer or he can kill you with a feather. <laughs> he he's He's smooth. He's efficient. You said ring general. He he knows how to how to lead and how to make his opponent look like a million bucks. They had the great built-in story with him and um, Gato, and mm-hmm. the spot on the outside of the ring. Uh, like <laughs> I saw the same thing you did when he took that bump. I thought the same thing, <laughs> uh, uh, but I loved it. You know, it uh, great back and forth. It the crowd was so into this match, and you touched on Okada being only 30 years old and having still having such a bright future. Uh, Jay White still <laughs> so, so young. Yeah. And uh, lots I apologize, of lot more 31. He just turned 31 a few oh, months. Oh, 31. Okay. Still young. <laughs> he's a, young, a has-been. He's washed up now. It's the... <laughs> yeah, he's 31. <laughs> yeah, it was great. No, but... I mean, uh, they, yeah, they, it seemed like they're really, really trying to push Jay White um, as the next leader of the Bullet Club, as the next kind of face, you have him going over clean on Okada, mm-hmm. 
and then certainly, um, you know, they had some, they got big, big plans for him moving forward, which we saw uh, the next night at New Year's Dash. Am I crazy going that high with that score, do you think? I mean, I stand by it because I think it's a classical grudge match without even using any, you know, garbage cans, tables, kendo sticks or anything. Um, Is that too crazy, do you think? (laughs) I mean, no, it really had that, it had that venom. You could tell they, they, they stayed in the moment and they, they really told that great story of, of the two of them just hating each other's guts at this point and fighting to the nail Okada to keep his and Jay White to claim his. So mm-hmm. it was great. Whew. Speaking of melees and grudge matches, uh, definitely <laughs> again, a, a something we kind of went round and around for 2018 feud of the year. Uh, but Hey, let's remember it started at new year's dash 2018 you know, and, and definitely commenced uh, at Wrestle Kingdom January 4th, 2019, the IWGP Intercontinental Champion. <sighs> Can we just say the GOATs? Can we say it already? Uh, the Ayatollah, Chris Jericho, taking on the leader of Los Ingobernables, De Hopon, Tetsuya Naito, no DQ match, getting powerbombed through tables at a press conference a few days before. Uh, I mean, it started how we wanted it to, brawling on the floor. But let me just say the first thing. I know he comes out to his music, but I have no idea why. Jericho coming out to Fozzie with the belt and everything. I was like, and I saw someone else say this on Twitter, and I'm mad at myself I didn't do the same thing. But I was like, that's the most Chris Jericho thing, and I love it. And I loved <laughs> this match. Uh, I mean, Jericho getting scalped and taking that vicious pile driver from Naito, which, by the way, Naito and pile drivers never have um, a happy ending for anyone that's that's taking them here. Um, but again, I mean, just this was a brawl. This was fun. This was amazing. I I, I just loved. Um, the, the rawness of this and they just said hey go at it I thought this was a great match um, for Tetsuya Naito you know again kind of having an um, you know an interesting 2018 where he was coming off you know a, a 2017 that catapulted him you know in the wrestling stratosphere but Naito getting you know his belt back you know even though it could be to his you know dismay you know who wants to carry that you know piece of uh piece of equipment around all the time. Um, but, you know, the, uh, spots, you know, again, from from kendo sticks to chairs to tables, um, this was just such the a, a brutality. Yeah, the video. I mean, just the brutality of it all was, was wonderful to watch. This was like a throwback to an attitude era match. Um, you know, but Jericho is, is a brawler at a heart. And and he definitely showed that last year with the Kenny Omega match at Wrestle Kingdom, and you know did not let uh, let anything slow him down with Naito. Um, you know again Naito getting the <laughs> getting the, uh, the the title back, and him just not giving an F, uh, which again in true Naito fashion there. Dave, what did you think of the melee? Um, are you happy Naito got the title back? I mean that, that's that's a dumb oh, yeah. question. What do you think Naito with him not giving a damn about the IC title? 
I mean, I I'm, I'm kind of mad of where they're going with this because again, we saw this six months ago. Um, but I mean, when when do you elevate him? Why do you have to wait till the G one to get him back into the uh, championship picture? I mean, it was it, it was an up and down year uh, last year, and this kind of is his way to get back. Uh, uh, with some gold around his waist or up in the air or being kicked down the ramp, however he wants to handle it. It was, <laughs> it was a brawl. This match was such a brawl. You talked about that pile driver he took on the ramp, uh, like in the early stages of this match and Jericho is taller and thicker. And I thought for a second, boy, his, his head is creeping pretty low under Naito's legs, taking that pile driver. Um, but they, they seemed okay. Th- to me, this was, uh, Jericho's best match in Japan. He looked mm-hmm. his best um, to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I love the again stealing people's finishers. We saw. I didn't think we were going to see uh, Jericho hit uh, Nico's finisher, but we did see the code breaker on Jericho himself. Yeah, uh, that was great. I, which was cool. I don't think anybody takes a better code breaker than Nico. He has a way <laughs> to take uh, a code breaker to me that looks. Uh, better than almost anybody. He uh, certainly got put in the walls of Jericho for quite some time. They were really mm-hmm. telling that story of the, the kind of brutal submissions. You, you just hear Jericho screaming, ask him uh, <laughs> over and over and over in matches like this. Uh, it's a great fight. And I, I do like to see Naito come on top. Now we've seen LIJ with even more goals yes. at their, uh, at their collection. Faction of 2019, you're know, starting the year um, off. And, and again, I love to, um, <laughs> I, I don't want to say, I mean, it's not ironic, um, I guess in a way, but I, I guess, like the the beautiful poetic justice of how he wins the title using something he doesn't care about, you know, where he hits Jericho with the belt and then you know kind of getting yeah. the uh, the destino. So I, I I thought that was that was pretty pretty sweet in that aspect there. Um, fun match. I, I Jericho's best match in Japan. That's that's an interesting take. I I thoroughly did enjoy this out. Yeah. I would say this was probably his best complete match, even though yeah, it was I, nothing but fists and weapons. But right, you know, right. That's what Jericho, you know, can do best. That's why he, like, you know, like I said last week, the chameleon of wrestling. He could shed any part, um, any style, and and just, you know, uh, you know, aggravate or, you know, go, you know, to where where it's called upon. Um, which leads us to the main event. I mean, titles are changing and changing, Dave. Will, will it finally, you know, will, will that continue? Um, the winner of the G1 Climax in 2018, Hiroshi Tanahashi, trying to reclaim that ace status, trying to cap off a, a crazy second half of 2019, uh, kind of go that, that Becky Lynch route, if you will, of New Japan, uh, kind of be like, where's Tanahashi in the first half? of 2018s of saying, wait, what? I thought this guy was going to be an eight-man tags for the rest of his career. Uh, but he definitely said no, no. Uh, apparently his movie, My Dad is a Heel, Rest- Heel Wrestler, must have gave him a little bit of a spark uh, as he took 
um, and challenge the cleaner, Kenny Omega. Um, and I thought a hell of a main event. I loved, again, the tradition versus the new, you know, you know, in Japan wrestling where, you know, Kenny says, you know, you were a part of the dark ages of New Japan. You were the one, you know, where they weren't selling any tickets. And I come along and look what happened. You know, a lot of people backing on on Kenny's title reign, which, again, I'm still confused on why, because he was selling tickets. He was selling them, you know, especially when he was, you know, with his tag team partner. But, again, putting on pretty damn good match after match. Um, But Tanahashi's still calling him out saying, you know, he's all, you know, flipping shows, you know, you need to be more like this and that. And, and definitely the different styles clashed um, very well. And I thought this was amazing. I thought this was a lot of, um, a lot of fun just due to the fact that you can kind of tell, you know, what was going to happen with Kenny? Were they going to swerve us, you know, kind of like in the last couple of years where everyone thought Okada would drop the title Would Kenny stay with New Japan? Is he going to appear at the Rumble or post-Rumble? Or is he going to show up at AEW? Maybe we got our answers, you know, kind of depending on, you know, with what's going to happen come February or January 27th. Um, But I, I thought this was a great match built on stamina. Yes, this was not an hour Dominion match, but Tanahashi, man, uh, the sling blades to him just getting just beat down with the different, you know, V triggers. Um, again, you could sense, you know, the animosity between these two hard hitting. Um, I mean, hard slapping. <sighs> that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, just so much. Oh my gosh. Dave, take it away. Take it away. I love the build up to this match. I showed a great video package uh, beforehand showing all the the real animosity between these two, the old and the new. Get a chance. Go watch the Kenny's Quest video. Uh, it's on, I think it's on the AEW, uh, formerly the Being the Elite YouTube page. Um, it's a great kind of uh, – you can tell it's Kenny's baby. It really is it's a beautiful story about him and his quest and love of video games and things like that and how it ties into Japanese culture and his takedown of the big bad boss, Tanahashi. There was a moment in the video package where it's like, it's like the very last line and Tanahashi's like, I'm going to leave this into the new generation. And the last mm-hmm. thing Kenny Omega says is only thing left for him, jobber battle of Royal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it just I cuts away. It's like, oh, it just cut away. Tanahashi I was Hiroshi. Okay. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, his, his, his entrance is pretty cool. I guess not my cup of tea. And then Omega's entrance is like a thing of beauty. Um, certainly the big match gear. This is a, a mm-hmm. huge moment. He's wearing his one wing, one wing and angel battle, battle armor, sword in tow. It was, it was a thing of beauty. This match was hard hitting, hard. There was many sequences where they're just slapping the crap out mm-hmm. of each other, seeing who can outlast the other man. It terminated in that stamina battle. Um, we saw, oh, uh, Omega go for the Styles Clash, and you heard this mm-hmm. roar come up from the crowd, like this Bullet Club homage, and then Tanahashi hit a Styles Clash. He, like, yeah. countered it and hit it, hit Omega, and the crowd popped even louder. I was like, oh, okay. Um, great match. Love love what these two can, can really do in the ring. Um, 
some of the, I mean, the V trigger, I think uh, he's got the best running knee in the business. And when the guy, when his opponent is hung yeah, up in the row, has to just lay there and just take it. Oh, you know who else? Uh, they gave Mandy, Mandy Rose uh, a knee oh, no. like maneuver. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, but um, you made a strong point, you know, uh, Tanahashi, his title reigns weren't exactly selling tons of tickets. Um, they alluded to it in the English broadcast when he beat, you know, it was a huge crowning moment for Tanahashi, his title, title reigns, uh, beating Keiji Muto so many years ago. And since then, you know, it kind of was the dark ages and Kenny brought it across the globe and really changed the world. And this was this huge, mm-hmm. huge uh, triumphant moment. But we did see uh, kind of sticking sticking with the old guard here, and yep. uh, Tanahashi outlasting him. And one, two, three. Is that the last we see of Kenny Omega in Japan? Oh my gosh! Dun dun dun! Find out. Well, we have a timer uh, apparently on the uh, the AEW, um, kind of in the last B and the Elite there. But um, again, it's it's hard for me because again this match is a, a edge of your seat match, you know, uh, again, with new Japan, it's all about their sequences. And, you know, as Dave said, you know, the slaps in this match, there are what, two, three, four sequences of just slap battles. And then, you know, there's, yeah. you know, a sequence of V trigger, you know, counters into, you know, a sling blade counter where you're just like, where are they going with this? And, you know, they, they stuck to their styles. I love the, how they're saying, no, I'm going to, you know, this is, this generation is going to win. No, my generation is going to win. And, you know, you know, yes, it it went a hell. I think they said the longest main event um, during the broadcast there in, in, in Tokyo Dome history, um, a little under 40 minutes here. But uh, to me, I, I, I thought this a, it didn't need to go longer, but uh, you know, if this would have went closer to an hour, I would not have been mad. Um, Tanahashi looked, you know, he looked great. He reclaimed that a status, you know, he even said, I'm too tired to play guitar, but the power of the crowd, uh, you know, wheeled him to, you know, shred that thing like he never did before. Now, Dave, you said something a little earlier. Again, you are one lucky, awesome but lucky SOB going to the uh, MSG show in April, how you were saying Okada taking on possibly the Sk- uh, Marty Skrull, um, you know, in a rematch from All In. But after Tanahashi won this title and Okada, you know, depending on where they go, and Ryan has been saying you don't need a title for this match. But Dave, I think you're going to get... Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on the Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada, for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, New York City, Madison Square Garden. What do you think? Ooh, I think I might need an extra set of skins because it's about to get burned off. <laughs> that, would be, that would be wild. Um, I mean, a match of that US caliber, soil. even non-title. In that setting, in U.S. soil, in the world's most famous arena, um, will be incredible. Incredible. I do think there's a chance we see uh, Jay White in the title picture this early on. Um, mm-hmm. But any Okada-Tanahashi matchup, sign me up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I uh, 
I thought this was a, a fun Wrestle Kingdom and by fun, uh, a hell of a show. The the final three matches for me, um, you know, four and a half, I would say kind of all um, average probably. You know, I, I would probably give the main probably a 5.5, I would say, because, again, this was so nerve-wracking because, again, with how the event was going, how, you know, they were thrusting in this new era of New Japan, you know, kind of getting rid of the Bullet Club, you know, with them on their way out with AEW and, you know, kind of them going old school, you know, with Tanahashi, but again, also some, some new school flavor with Jay White getting that victory, you know, with, you know, Shingo. Yes, he's been wrestling for a while, but, you know, with him being in New Japan, giving him some gold and, of course, uh, you know, Ishimori winning the IWGP junior heavyweight title. Um, but, you know, again, the biggest thing out of these events is what happens the day after. It's like the Monday after Mania. Now we have New Year's Dash. Something I was looking to the again to kind of see what they're going to do. Are they going to give Kenny a send-off? Or is it just going to be five matches of multi-man tagging? Dave? I was hoping for the former, but it was definitely the latter. <laughs> and I'll be I'll be hundred percent honest here. We watched we watched <coughs> excuse me, Wrestle Kingdom on demand. Uh, and I'm kind of uh, fast-forwarding through the in-between moments. There's, that show is like five and a half hours. Long show. Yeah. Long, long show. And then I decide to watch <clears throat> New Year's Dash on demand right afterwards. And I'm like, hey, I don't know if I have another, you know, two hours in me to sit here and watch this. So let's kind of jump through and see if we can get to the important parts. I was waiting for the Omega send-off, certainly him to have his moment either on the microphone or, or with the fans. Um, and it was kind of conspicuous by its absence. Um, it was very cool to see LIJ um, rocking all the gold and um, yeah. making their move in the in the factions. Like you said, kind of going back, them and Suzuki Goon appears to be where they're headed. Um, and then seeing, <clears throat> seeing in the main tag match, uh, Jay White in the ring with Okada with yes. Tanahashi and to be the last man standing tells you exactly uh, where they're, where they're thinking this uh, direction is headed. Ooh, I love... Where do you think they are, are heading? I mean, obviously, you know, they highlighted four or five people, you know, the faction is on point, you know, yeah. with LIJ Suzuki goon, you know, not having the gold as they had again, being strong, strong force in new Chan. Um, I mean, you got bullet club, obviously with Jay white, you got, you know, GOD folly, um, you know, Gato, um, as well. I mean, I, I, I guess, you know, they, they already announced some events, um, for new beginning, you know, and, and the road to shows, um, which, you know, will be kind of going on same time as the u.s shows that we talked about a little earlier on so depending on you know how that talent's going going to look but i mean again on some of these row two shows like you said uh you know tanahashi you know was challenged by by jay white you know and also he was challenged by chris jericho 
which, you know, kind of had some ire where Jericho's like, hey, Tanahashi, I'm coming for you. I believe that was at, at a press conference, um, I believe, after that that show there. But, I mean, they're, they're already kind of pulling the um, uh, the trigger, if you will, and, and already doing the um, – the uh, Jay White and, and Tanahashi match already. Do you think that's going yeah. to be too soon? I mean, it's ready or not, and we're going to do it. So it's uh, the next man up kind of mentality. Uh, if we're losing out on our uh, connection with the guys from the elite and all the talent that's going to be uh, starting up with AEW, then they have to move move on, move forward with the, with the talent they do have. And seeing eight, I think it was eight title matches and eight new champions at Wrestle Kingdom, uh, and then a new a new beginning the very next day, um, you know, to to show what they have moving forward. It's going to be a different look, uh, maybe a little disappointing because it's been on such a high, and those, those fans' expectations, especially, I mean, I mean, guys like you and me that have seen the the influx of talent, and then to take that out, um, th- that does leave a, a big vacuum of uh, of, of what fans want and are they going to be able to deliver? Can Jay White put on a match like Okada can with Tanahashi? Like Omega can with Tanahashi? I don't know. I think but, so. But, I think uh, so. I yeah. mean, granted, last year, you know, of course, everyone you know breathed a a a, a big groan, you know, after their Wrestle Kingdom match at, at twelve. Um, but, you know, both wrestlers definitely picked themselves up from that match. And I thought had a pretty good match, uh, you know, just a few months ago where it was Tanahashi, you know, earning the respect, you know, to, to face Kenny Omega as he faced one of his foes in Jay White, which I thought they, they had a, a hell of a match here. Um, yeah. But uh, the other big news out of New Year's Dash, of course, was Chase Owens and the Tokyo Pimp uh, finally aligning themselves with Bullet Club. So, hey. You know, yeah, the, the reunion. All is forgiven. They have friends. Um, but one of the, the other Real, things, you know, as you... Yep. When we were watching Russell Kingdom and the Tokyo Pimp came out with his lady, uh, Jessica turned to me and she was like, "Why? why what is happening? And I was like, oh, that's, um, that's Tokyo Pimp. And she was like, no, his escort. Why is she wearing that? And I was like, um... It's Tokyo Pimp. Hard to explain, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> oh man, should we bring him out Sorry. for the uh, for the big day? Should we fly him out? Oh, for my wedding, for our wedding, <laughs> have the Tokyo <laughs> Pimp. No, but if you can have if you can have David Starr come out and help do my intro, oh. that would be incredible. Incredible. <laughs> and it'd be a mitzvah and uh, a wonderful thing. Speaking of mitzvahs, let me just get this in real quick. Marty's son was born the day of Wrestle Kingdom. Whoa, really? Yes. Shout out, shout out to Lev Irving Ritter, only a few days old, born on the day of Wrestle Kingdom. Marty would have a son born on Wrestle Kingdom day. Every, of course, that's 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 beautiful. That's beautiful harmony right yeah. there. Oh my God, it is. It is. That's amazing. <laughs> every fourth, every January fourth, you got to go over there. And you guys got to watch Wrestle Kingdom and a birthday. Boom. Um, a couple of other things, you know, kind of coming out of of kind of the New Year's Dash as well. Besides, of course, the return of Yoshihashi sands his beautiful uh, Bon Jovi-esque hair. Um, 
was Taichi for some reason kind of making his uh, his name again, you know, since moving up to the heavyweight uh, division in 2018. You know, hey, like I said, he, he had the open never weight, um, open and never weight uh, heavyweight championship. I guess that's no, no heavyweight. But anyways, he had the title, lost it after having a cup of coffee. So everyone's like, what are you going to what are you going to do with Taichi? You know, I, I thought he's shown some improvements, you know, than, than some of the BS that he would do while he was a junior, whether it was his 20-minute entrance, him, you know, performing horribly on the microphone, or him dancing <clears throat> awkwardly with his uh, uh, bootleg uh, Eyes Wide Shut mask, um, to let alone using that microphone stand in, in otherwise abysmal wrestling matches. But, you know, again, he was trying to make his name last year by taking out Naito when, you know, for, for the IC title. Yet we're seeing it again. What do you think of this rehash? Why are we going straight to this? Um, or do you think they have something big for Taichi on the rise? I don't think they do. It just seemed like we got this guy back. Let's put him in a big spot. Oh, he has this rivalry. Here's how we can do it. Uh, when I saw the, the match graphic pop up and it was Naito on one side and I'm looking on the other side and I'm like, is this Dalton Castle? Like, is he? <laughs> and then I looked closer and I was like, is that Okada with a different mask and coat? Like, I had forgotten all about this guy. Sorry. <laughs> Where is Taichi? Um, exactly. But... <laughs> The other big news, um, you know, kind of coming. I, yeah, I think it's just a nice transition, hopefully, to make Nidal look strong, you know, again, kind of coming off of 2018 and looking good, you know, in your first, his first title defense, even though he doesn't give two shits about it. Um, let's also, uh, one of the other big news, as we knew, Kushida ending his tenure with New Japan. Um, kind of called it his his departure, retirement, if you will, after eight years in an emotional press conference just the other day here, Tanahashi asking a question, you know, you know, from the crowd, you know, and, and just saying, you know, hey, one thing I wish I would have done, you know, was take on my friend Hiroshi Tanahashi. And hey, when you have hair like Tanahashi and you are a god on the guitar um, and the ace of uh of japan wrestling at the moment um and he's your friend you might get what you wish for as tanahashi has said um he will accept kushida's challenge um and it will be his final match i believe on january 29th dave we're in the main event on the road to a new beginning show just a few weeks before new beginning in osaka uh we get kushida in all caps battling Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, two questions I will throw at you, Dave. B. Ready. Can Kushida take it? And A. Is Kushida going to go to all lowercase when he's in Orlando? Ooh, okay. I'm going to take those <laughs> questions, but I'm going to answer them. I'm going to take those two options. I'll answer them in reverse order, though. Uh, so Orlando first, they're going to do some, I have a feeling it's going to be the same exact formula that they used with Kenta, where he came out, his name is going to be on the screen, and then he's going to be like, I have decided 
to change my name to something else, and then they're just going to change it. Instead I am Tim Splider. Yeah. What if his name is yeah, Tim, Tim Splider? <laughs> what if his name is like, uh, I don't know, like Marty McSuperfly, and he comes <laughs> out in the back of the future gear? Um, I, I saw the press the conference. Era, and, yeah. and like, yeah. if this was the Attitude Era kind of in now, if the EU wasn't PG essentially, and obviously with the legalization of marijuana, they could have just coined him as Kush Ida. Kush, exactly, Kush either. That'd be nice. I would also like to see his debut uh, is like a future version of himself, and like they never explain <laughs> it. <laughs> He's got like, like gray streaks in his hair, like <laughs> he like, stinks shit. Can that gimmick get over with American audiences? Yes, it's kitschy out in <sighs> Japan. It's fun for right. them out there, but he's coming to the land of cynics. He's coming to the land of Alex's, which I, I like the gimmick. You know, I, I thought the time splitters was an awesome tag team. I love seeing their entrances and such as well as of course their, um, their um, ring abilities. But, like, but again, I mean, is minus the eight to 12 year olds. I mean, is this going to, you know, reach up to, to our generation, you know, and not just because we love all things nostalgia. I think it'll be certainly have that value with the NXT audience uh, in that building. It's going to be great to see him come out in the NXT arena, but then I could just see it going to the main roster and getting buried at two Oh five live. Like that's just the cynic. You touched on it. The cynic wrestling fan. You can just see it getting up, getting in the main roster and then kind of them not knowing what to do with a guy like that. Um, I, I it would be awesome to see him beat Tanahashi. Uh, I didn't know they were having a match. I saw the press conference and Kushida did get a little emotional when he took that question mm-hmm. from the crowd, which is which is good to see. Um, I you got to do the favors on the way out. Um, mm-hmm. To be the way to go, if both of them and are. I don't believe it's a know. title match. Either, so, I, right. there could right. be a way where you know, like you said, he, he possibly could. Could walk away with a W. It'll be interesting. I, I, mean, I think this will be a yeah, fun hope it's freaking the kind match. Of, yeah, and if it's the kind of story where it's like, you're my, you know, we're friends and I'm giving you this chance, but you're not better than me. And then it's like, oh <laughs> no, he he might have a chance in this one. I need to turn it on. And mm-hmm. then they start pushing each other and pushing each other, and he has to bring he, Tanahashi has to step his game up. It's not going to be so easy. So I, I'm hoping that's the route they go. Uh, I I cannot wait. I I hope we see a different side of Kushida kind of as well, a little bit more more mean streak. Because again, you know, besides having, I I swear by the way, he is Phil's a doppelganger. I don't know why every time Kushida's on screen, I think of Phil uh, Matteo there. <laughs> again, no idea why. I I'm sure he enjoys Back to the Future like the rest of us, just like Kushida. Right. But all the time, I'm like, yeah, if Kush- if if Phil was a wrestler, it'd be Kushida. Um, but I, I, I just hope he has a harder edge kind of into this match with Tanahashi again to, to have a nice send off. And, you know, it, it, it's going to be fun um, as well as uh, kind of the card for new beginning, um, you know, which will be February 11th and uh, New Japan's next big show here. Um, and, and a couple of title matches, you know, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, Bone Soldier, Taji Ishimori uh, will face his first challenger, um, in I would say the original ass man, Dave, um, in Ryazuki, uh, wow, I just totally messed that name up. Um, 
Rizuki <laughs> Taguchi. Rizuki Taguchi. I always mess that up. Um, mm. Should be interesting. I, I hope. I, I love Taguchi's run in the uh, in the junior uh, in the junior cup there, just because he was serious. It wasn't just all ass play, you know, where where majority of his tag matches take place. Um, you know, he didn't have you know the the rugby aspect. Um, I, I think this could be a a pretty damn good match. What do you think with Taguchi? Uh, is he going to be a serious threat or just again? another stepping stone to make uh, bone soldier look strong. I think it's uh, something to, to definitely put bone soldier over. Um, he is, he is a legitimate guy. He's been in the business for a while. I always liked his stuff with Finn Balor. I uh, love, he always gave me, you talked about getting the impression of thinking of Phil when you see Kushida. Every time I see Taguchi and his green pants, all I can think is Jake the snake. He doesn't wrestle like Jake the Snake. He doesn't look or give a promo like Jake the Snake. But I always just – it's the moment he's on screen, the first thing that pops in my head is Jake the Snake Roberts. Just because of his, <laughs> his screen pants. His gear, but, totally. His gear, totally. Um, but, yeah, I think it's uh, – he, he's one of those solid veteran guys that uh, good hand, and this is a good spot for him. Co-main event uh, at the new beginning in – Sapporo on, or sorry, in Osaka on February 11th here, uh, in a 60 minute time limit where if they even go a quarter of that, I'll be surprised. Um, Kazuchiko kind of the rainmaker. Hopefully he will make his presence felt, um, as he will try to take on bad luck Fale. Uh, it seems like we'll, we get our yearly Fale Okada match, um, over under 25 minutes for this match, Dave. Oh, you give me 25 minutes of taking the under. <laughs> Good answer. And again, Jay White challenging Hiroshi Tanahashi at, again, New Year's Dash for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, which, of course, Tanahashi obliged. Um, you know, I, I think it might be a little too soon, but again, a nice momentum. Again, where is this going to go? Who's going to walk into the garden as your IWGP Heavyweight Champion? Dave, who do you got, sir? I'm going with the ace that runs the place. And if he doesn't start calling himself that, I think it's just a missed opportunity. <laughs> Ooh, him and Styles. I no, it's better to just watch that on New Japan World because it's tight. Um Pretty awesome stuff, you know, New Japan, again, you know, uh, having a lot of tours to start 2019, especially as they start their expansion here um, into, uh, you know, the new year. And events, I mean, to, that that's just putting it mildly for Wrestle Kingdom 13. I mean, obviously, Dave, you've seen a few Wrestle Kingdoms in the past here. Where does this kind of hold up? Was this a... How do you rate this event? Was Did this live up to expectations, exceed expectations, or was it below expectations? I would say it went in with super high expectations from a fan's perspective. You know, we've seen the past couple of years that kind of build and build and build. I think, on the whole, it definitely met uh, expectations as a show, and there are certainly a lot of moments that exceeded them. Uh, Ibushi and Ospreay, Naito and Jericho, um, Okada J. White definitely exceeded expectations, and and I felt that main event, you know, the last thing you're kind of left with 
the, the feeling where if, it, if that's a letdown, you kind of get the sense that the whole show was a letdown, but it really delivered and uh, exceeded my expectations. So loved it. Oh man. I, I, I agree with you. You know, I, I thought that I had high expectations. I was, it just felt like a WrestleMania like 10 years ago where you're like, yeah, you know, this is the first time I haven't been in a crowded house with dudes at 4 yep. a.m. in probably four or five years. <laughs> so, you know, I was just like, huh, interesting. Yeah. But, you know, the, yeah. this was definitely a, a, a great event. Um, but I would say the final three matches along with Ishii and Zack Sabre Jr. and, of course, the opener with Kota Ibushi and Will Ospreay. Um, you know, definitely exceeded the expectations, you know, kind of on, on those fronts there. Uh, but Russell Kingdom is in the book, a good, you know, a new chapter, if you will, with the company. And also, Dave, yesterday Ooh. in Jacksonville, there appears to be a new chapter in the landscape of professional wrestling. And I don't have any other music. That's just a no. transition. <laughs> Elite Wrestling, Dave. Uh, you know, again, finally, you know, I guess sort of making it official with, you know, having an awesome, awesome rally. You know, I was surprised, you know, when I put on the YouTube there, you know, still yeah. kind of being with that that sickness there, disturbed style. Um, seeing Conrad Thompson yeah. kind of, you know, uh, yeah. doing doing the uh, the MC work along with some other that gentlemen very cool. there. Uh, yep. You know, seeing that guy shaking that guy's that hand, cool. yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. And then I was like, huh, I wonder if that means there might be a, another star cast on the horizon. And of course, that was oh, one yeah. of many announcements, um, as well as where would that star cast be? Of course, uh, the the elite crew, um, you know, did say double or nothing will be the next event, Dave, which has been announced. Um, I believe May 25th, double or nothing at the MGM, uh, you know, kind of in, in Las Vegas here. Uh, A, when are we getting tickets? And B, um, that's, that's pretty, pretty gnarly that they, they announced an event in Vegas. Um, but some pretty, pretty awesome stuff that, that, that kind of transcended what we could see in Las Vegas. Of course, you know, you know, we, we saw the Conrad Thompson, you know, we, we had the star cast announcements. We, we saw someone that was at the all in show, um, you know, Dr. Um, Britt Baker, you know, which, which, you know, was announced, I believe a few days prior that she was mm-hmm. signed to AEW, um, which, you know, is, is a great um, asset to kind of start your women's division here. Um but let's just get, you know, and I would say the nitty gritty, but I would say, you know, kind of the, you know, the faces that popped up besides, of course, your SUs, um, which, you know, all three are aligned with all elite wrestling signing contracts as, of course, with the Young Bucks, Cody and Brandy Rhodes. But we saw a, a, a Russell Cass, um, you know, kind of favorites, also a guest on the show, um, MJF. Dave, what are your thoughts yeah. on a one Mr. I would say probably the best man that lives his character, uh, that is his character, Maxwell Jacob 
uh, Friedman. What are your thoughts on MJF? I would go to a Passover Seder with MJF. We would probably get kicked out, but it would be worth it. He, I love everything he does. I loved the bit with him and Conrad, him kind of interrupting the press conference in typical mm-hmm. MJF fashion, sticks the gum on his face. You know, he's tearing him down, he's tearing down the crowd. Everyone's lower class than him, and you're just waiting, just waiting for someone to come out or who's going to interrupt him. And I'm watching the live stream on YouTube and everyone in the crowd turns their camera a little bit to the side and you just see Joey Janela and this crutch in, clocks him over the top, (laughs) man. His, uh, he's the, the the jury is not out on Joey Janela anymore. He's a, a wild dude and there's plenty of video to back that up. Uh, just check out all in his match with, Adam Page, they busted the Cracker Big Barrel truth. out. It was a wild frenzy that damn near stole the show and all in. Yeah. Um, and, Another match uh, that we debated on, on, on best of yeah. the year was Adam Page versus Joey Janela. I thought, uh, again, wow. transcend so many different styles. Um, but, yeah, Joey Janela definitely proving that he's not just a one-dive pony. Right, and to have guys like him, like MJF, on the mm-hmm. roster, uh, and both kind of you know surprise announcements to a degree. Everyone's wondering who will who will it be, who won't it be, um, and we we did get a few answers. We found out when and where Double or Nothing is going to be. Um, mm-hmm. There's going to be another event in Jacksonville. Uh, guys like these two, um, we see the segment with where Paige comes out, bolo tie and all. And it's playing to the crowd, and then, you know, he wants to be the first AEW champion, and then we get a challenger uh, coming out in one mean bastard named Pac. Woo! I mean, it was already running rampant that Pac was seen in Jacksonville, which, you know, I I still didn't think um, ruined the surprise because I thought – what was really cool, Dave, is he was like, you're saying you're going to be a champion. I am a champion. As he holds up the Dragon Gate championship there, which then kind of had me thinking possible partnership, you know, kind of with Dragon Gate. What do you think on on that possibility there, Dave? Yeah, I mean, they announced uh, that they are going to partner with uh, Chima and the uh, group from the Chinese wrestling promotion. and Not the good hearts, uh, Matt. The strong hearts. All, strong <laughs> hearts. All, I swear, all roads lead back to this Dragon Gate show that we went to 10 years yeah. ago. Uh, Chima was definitely there. And, you know, he was teaming up with uh, with Ricochet at the time. So they, they have that relationship um, with talent that have worked for Dragon Gate. Maybe there is a partnership and talent, talent exchange to be had there. That would be really, really cool to see. Yeah, I mean, we're, with the partnership with the OWE out in China, again, Shima, you know, after you left Dragon Gate, went to China and, you know, kind of helped this promotion out, as Ryan told me in the past, as, you know, spoiler alerts, Shima's in our, our top 10 of, of male wrestler of the year. If you have not seen his stuff, you know, kind of the, the strong hearts 
or, you know, kind of with, uh, with GDT at the moment, you are definitely missing out. Dave, I will have to, to gift you a DDT pro, uh, com forward slash universe pass Uh-oh. because there's some really awesome, awesome stuff. Shima is, he's the Japanese Chris Jericho. I mean, they have definitely continuously, uh, you know, changed themselves and, and just, it's never the same old stuff with them. And they're just, you know, helping the landscape of wrestling, which again, Shima proved with, you know, kind of this partnership with Oriental Wrestling Entertainment there and the strong hearts, not, not the good hearts, Matt Jackson. And it sucked because he looked at the camera and like he was saying, what's, what's the name? Like he pulled a me where, you know, like a year ago, I'm like, yeah, that's stable, uh, L-I-G, and, you know, yada, yada, mm-hmm. where, you know, where you have to, like, think about it. And so even I was like, yes, I kind of knew something for <laughs> once as I yelled something. But then I was like, wait, is that just going to be the westernized name? But I doubt that. I think it was just an honest flub, which, hey, we'll take that when you're going to, you know, kind of give us Pac. And, of course, the last man where, you know, they were totally, like, waiting for the pyro and the music. But by the time, um, after the Co- after Cody and the Bucks announced that, you know, not only is Double or Nothing happening in May in Las Vegas, along with StarCast, too, which WrestleCast Radio, we will be there. Um, stay tuned. But also, uh, another event they'll be running in Jacksonville later on in the year, maybe over Labor Day, a la All In time will tell subscribe over to you know of course the uh the aew you know on on the youtube twitter and all that for all the information uh but again they were like leading into something where comrades like you know trying to say hey guys don't leave yet we're gonna have cool stuff you can you know stay and, and do autographs where again we see we hear the music we see the pyro the man himself I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm getting swayed every day thinking about what he is meant to wrestle wrestling. Uh, Jericho, um, you know, of course, always for any dates in honor and respect for Vince. Um, obviously, that has changed. You know, yes, he made a few spots on American soil, whether it was at a Long Beach show, you know, for New Japan, or you know, All In, dressed as you know mm-hmm. Pentagon. You know, kind of, you know, doing that fantastic run-in during the Omega Pentagon match. But him being a, a huge force behind, you know, you know, helping Cody and the Bucks and the cons, you know, kind of behind the scenes, let alone all the exposure he's bringing AEW now. Not that they maybe needed it, but just imagine now, you know, having the Jericho Podcast Network, you know, kind of on your side. Boom. That's a media where that's getting, you know, hundreds of thousands of listens, you know, a week there. That's going to be huge for that product. What does that mean now, Dave, for a TV deal? I remember reading maybe about a week or so ago that possibly, you know, Time Warner could be, you know, something out there. We talked last show, WGN America could be huge. Hell, anything's bigger than pop um, or whatever <laughs> pivots or whatever the hell impact's going to be on now. But you know, the, or, I think they're on the preview channel, <laughs> the Dish like, Network preview channel. Yeah, the preview channel. I think. Oh, yuck! 
<laughs> oh my gosh, they have to instill confidence in that backstage, that's for sure. Um, but but Chris Jericho, I mean, I mean, I think this is such a huge get for them. Obviously, um, you know, again, he did challenge Hiroshi Tanahashi for the belt. You know, was that a red herring? You know, uh, of course, reports indicating that New Japan has decided to, you know, align themselves with Ring of Honor, which, you know, makes sense. You know, you got the big Madison Square Garden show come April. But, I mean, who knows, Dave? I mean, after that's cut off, I don't know what's there contractually or if it's just a handshake. But if Kenny decides to sign with AEW where it seems like it's heavy, uh, you know, leaning towards that way, you know, and if they get a pretty damn good distribution deal, you know, with, say, a Time Warner, a WG at America, you know, or anyone else that can kind of come out of left field, I mean, is is there anything that could possibly, you know, stop this company, you know, in, in say, 2020, 2021? Yeah, can they really grow and become a an alternative for talent that would be going to NXT? Guys on the independent scene becoming top stars around the world. Now we're seeing them make the jump to NXT. One point mm-hmm. that Cody made, and I think this is going to be the difference, is the kind of contracts they would be getting. Cody made it sound like they want to get paid the way pro athletes are paid, NFL, NBA, mm-hmm. NHL players. Certainly they don't have that kind of uh, um, structure or anything yet, but he made it seem like they're going to get paid, whereas in the WWE, guys in the Performance Center, et cetera, are promised an opportunity, not necessarily dollars, but an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And there may be guys who look at the two options and say, I need to provide for me and mine right now I can't work and be a starving artist for years. I need to provide now for a family now. Yeah. And our guy's going to make that jump to AEW instead of going to a place like the Performance Center in NXT. And kind of where I was going with, with that last point, too, before I dwindled off there. But, I'm, you know, kind of going back with the New Japan thing, you know, and, and after Madison Square Garden – you know, if they land Omega, they have Jericho, you know, they have stars that help them shine, you know, throughout the last couple of years there in AEW. I mean, would it surprise you if New Japan, you know, a lot, you know, kind of got back in the good graces of the Bucks, Cody, and, you know, and everyone with all elites? You think that's Could a smart be. move by them if they decide to go there? I think if yeah, if New Japan ends up no longer having that relationship with Ring of Honor, and they do decide to try and you know mend fences or join in a partnership with AEW, it would be a crazy uh, way to come all the way back around again. But mm-hmm. it would provide so much in terms of story and depth and possibility, and that's. That's that's an outcome I hadn't even considered. I mean, I, I think that could be something where you fit, which really company versus company instead of faction versus faction. Oh, and wins, <laughs> they stress wins and losses are going to matter yep. more than ever here. It remains to be seen what that really means, but um, it could mean you know you know uh, a lot of different things, and it's going to be interesting to see how they uh, 
go with that. <laughs> is it going to be shoot wrestling then? I mean, if, if wins and losses really yeah, like matter. Pancreas. I don't know. It kind of it felt. Like yeah, like when, when he stated that, it, it felt like you're in control of what the universe said. You know, like the whole Triple H McMahon. Or where they were, you know, on on panic alerts with the whole you guys control everything. To me, that you know, and, and again, it remains to be seen on what that means. But I'm pretty sure TNA did something like that a decade ago with like a point system for the titles, and you know, where is that now? Um, but a couple of key points that I thought were good for the now, you know, um, you know, when Brandy Rhodes, who I believe she's the chief brandy officer or branding, I guess, but. Brandy officer makes sense. Um, she's saying, you know, she's she's looking to have AEW be where it's equal, you know, kind of equal pay for performers, you know, kind of for male and female, which I think is amazing. You know, it, you know how they swing that, you know, what they'll do, you know, again, what that means remains to be seen. Um, but one thing, you know, that that again they stress too was benefits for their workers. That is a huge thing that, you know, they say change the world. That's what, you know, these group of guys will do if they start offering, you know, benefits for health, you know, maybe vacation even for the talent, you know, whether it's in the ring or outside the ring. um, I think that's something that is definitely needed. I mean, hell, look at all the injuries. It seems like over the last couple of years, you know, for some of these stars here or, or wrestlers out there. Um, I mean, do you think, you know, if, if this gets some steam and you have, you know, other promotions start doing, well, I mean, I guess that's kind of hard for like your CCWs or your MAWs or AAWs, you know, local independent federations, but do you think this could be good for your impacts, your, your WWEs mainly to, to kind of say, Hey, we need to, you know, make these guys just as important as you know, anyone in the company, and give them yeah, the it could really lead. Needed. It could really lead to some interesting partnerships with other promotions, giving them a platform, keep putting eyeballs on their product, on their talent, and getting their names out there and growing and growing and growing. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's gonna. I think it's gonna start small, uh, but like you said, a year from now, two years from now, if you have guys that are coming, older guys. I mean, Zack Ryder's name's been floating around there a lot. Guy's kind of in his position where uh, they've been in the game a long time and they've made a lot of money in WWE. Maybe they are looking for something different. And then now there's something like this. Um, Mm -hmm. Really, really enticing to see the old and the new uh, kind of blend together and what they do as far as storylines and things because we know they all get along. We know they're all in business together. Uh, how's it going to play out? Do they mm-hmm. have a year's worth of storylines? Do they have six months kind of planned out? Is it just going to be spot shows, or are we going to get something you know once a month, um, every couple months or so? It's going to be really, really um, interesting to see how uh, this all plays out. Uh, an exciting time to be a wrestling fan, that's for sure. You know, it kind of started back in 2017 where – you know, the winds of change were starting and, and definitely getting into second gear here. Um, AEW, again, the roster, when you have Pac, Chris Jericho, you throw in, you know, a young buddy talents in MJF, um, you know, Joey Janela, Penelope Ford also coming, which 
How awkward is that? I don't know if they're together as a couple, but I know they did, you know, break up a, a month or so back um, as Janela put on Twitter, but, but hopefully everything is good between them. Uh, but again, some of it looked a little, a uh, little interesting there, but again, when you have the bucks, Cody, and who knows, Kenny, you know, kind of, you know, changing the world here that opens up again to your Abushis, you know, to your relationships, possibly right. with MLW, you know, with, with MJF, you know, being, you know, kind of a, a, a pretty big, you know, components, but the start of that promotion, you know, so it, it'll be all interesting. Again, it's just the beginning. What we know now, May 25th in Las Vegas at the MGM, uh, double or nothing. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, WrestleCast will probably be there. Hopefully, we'll get Dave, um, Dave to come along with Mr. Pickett. <laughs> uh, have a have a uh, have an awesome wrestling uh, fill the weekend in the city of Sin. <sighs> what a great way to kick off 2019, Dave. Uh, but before we head yep. out, or actually, I'll, I'll I'll start with this. You said Zack Ryder. You know, again, I don't know contracts. You know, even though everyone now, you know, is saying that they're signing with this company or that company. You know, it seems a lot more mm-hmm. contract signings are more proficient in the news in the last couple of weeks here. Um, but besides, you know, of course, Kenny, who do you think kind of that that next wrestler, that next get would be pivotal for them to, you know, possibly even finally securing a TV deal? Could a CM Punk kind of be that name that gets them over the top? I mean, if you added him to that to that roster, that would definitely take take it over the top. I don't know if we're if we're ever going to see that day, but you got to get the feeling if there ever was a promotion, if there ever was a group of guys that he would want to work with, it would be this group. And yeah. uh, I mean, I I I don't know if my heart or brain or anything could take. To take it, Ooh. just seeing him coming out, see him come out one him more time. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Um, as far as like active talent that we see, I think something that could make them really beneficial is to connect with the fan base uh, here for Lucha Underground and in Mexico with AAA. And if they can get guys like Pentagon or Phoenix. Uh, and things like that in with AEW, I think that would really, really be beneficial and it would make for some extremely uh, entertaining matchups. Damn you, Lucha Underground sealed tight contracts because I thought that would have been the easy get for AEW, but unfortunately, those contracts locked them to have them locked down to like 2021. Or something oh. uh, atrocious as that. So uh, I, I don't know how Ray got out of it. <laughs> uh, better get that kind of money to you know basically rip those contracts up because that would be a duo uh, any company would be lucky to have uh, for sure. There, um, Dave. Thank you so much. Um, what do you what do you want to kind of close on? You know, kind of in in oh. this Japanese wrestling renaissance, AEW. Sure. You know, kind of so far in the first week of 2019, what are three words to summarize wrestling to you? 
<laughs> oh man, putting me on the spot here with only three words to choose from. Uh, <laughs> I, ooh, I mean, you have you have Wrestle Kingdom. It's an enormous, momentous event. Like you said, the winds of change are blowing. You can see the the new direction New Japan is going in. The passing of Mean Gene Okerlund, certainly a legend in the business. We saw the the really moving tribute on Raw. Yes. All the amazing moments that he was a part of in the ring. I mean, it, it can't, it, it, you can't say enough about him. And thanks to something like the WWE Network, you can go back and just watch hours and hours of some of his best interviews and clips and everything. He's got um, his own. So um, he's got his collection. Plastic yeah. section. Yeah, collection. Thank you. Yeah. I, so yeah, I was watching it, awesome last, watching it last night, him and, him and Macho Man, him and Flair, <laughs> him and Heenan, and, and, and it's some amazing moments that will, will really live on forever. Um, I think we saw, we saw the ends of a couple things, and then we saw the start of some, some big things as well with AEW, with um, the success of a show like All In in 2018. I think there are, there are big things to come in 2019 and the future. Uh, well, there you have it, folks. Again, a, what a time to be a, a wrestling fan. Get on, get on, get on the bus, the train. Do people still ride those those facets of, of uh, transportation? Right? I don't know. I've I'm still you know on on goofballs here on on cough medicine, doing my best uh, wheezy impression here. Um, but thank you, everybody. For tuning in tonight, WrestleCast Radio. Don't forget to give us love on Facebook. Like the page, share the shows. Uh, WrestleCast Radio. Uh, you know, follow us on Twitter at WrestleCast underscore SSM. Um, also, don't forget our awesome you know, affiliations and and groups that we love to pimp out on it dot com, um, as well as uh, you, know, you got to get your your mind right as well as your body on it dot com. They'll definitely help you. Grapple um, on Idle Store um, as well as the Google Play Store. G R A P P L. Get a part of the wrestling community revolution uh, where you can rate matches and check out how other people, you know, rate matches, events, going all the way back to 1985 uh, to the present. So you have New Japan, you have Progress, WWE, to name a few of the companies. They they pretty much keep keep all their events, you know, pretty much current uh, by the end, uh, if not within a few hours. I know they had a Wrestle Kingdom up pretty damn quickly. Um, and also, don't forget FML Solutions, Inc. For all you hunters, it's never a bad time to get ready. Uh, they, they have an awesome deer stand that you can get. That you're going to hell, you can actually get on three um, easy payments there. Um, you know, let them know Strong Style Media sent you. Again, FML Solutions, Inc. Um, uh, don't forget Pro Wrestling Tees forward slash WrestleCast. Three awesome shirts, two classics, one showtime aspect. Hopefully we'll get that Monsters of the Midway coloring sometime soon. But I, I got another idea um, that will definitely open the Dragon Gate here. Uh, but again, many thanks <laughs> to Dave. Many thanks to the wrestling audience out there uh also blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media for dave ritter we will get ryan back from over abroad hopefully within the next couple of days here i'm sure he has to get uh 
all that, all those bumps and spots that he's seen over in Japan. We've got to give him a few days to kind of get all that settled in, and we will be back with you hopefully within uh, early next week. Um, for Dave, this is Alex. PF Connection, what's what's? Have a great night. Watch Wrestle Kingdom 13 if you have not, because what the hell is wrong with you? We'll see you guys next time. We're out.